Hello and welcome to episode 72 of Zion's Finest. This is the somewhat part two of our previous episode. The previous episode was Emmanuel Lusisano giving his championship report. This is Greg Monson, my dear friend and brother, who is giving his runner-up report. Greg was running Spectre Cell. He played an awesome, insanely close 39-40 to 40 matchup versus Emmanuel in the final. So this is awesome. Craig also, he was the runner-up at Worlds this last year. He is the French national champion, I think, or previously French national champion. He's won regionals. He's an awesome, awesome player. This is going to be an absolutely awesome episode. Uh, you should listen to episode 71. That is going to be going over the primary basics of the news, the short being that there is none, um, except for the fact that regionals are coming up. encourage everyone to keep an eye out for that so we can make sure that they're well attended. And I'm going to do another plug for the Vassal League. We are wrapping up wave one of the Vassal League. Wave two is currently underway. So, And what we mean by this is we're having like 30, 35, 36 people um, in each league. I actually think there's a little bit of overlap there. I'm not in wave two. I'm only in wave one. We're wrapping up wave one right now, and we're going to hopefully be starting wave three soon-ish. I'll be talking to JK about that so we can get that figured out. But if you are not in the Slack channel, I encourage you to join the Slack channel so you can join the, um, join us. It is such an awesome way to get games in. People are testing out lots of different lists. I'm not, obviously. I'm just playing the box, just trying to figure out how the heck I'm going to beat Spectre Cell with it. Um, but there's a lot of experimentation going on. It's really, really cool. Very, very fun. So I encourage everyone to join us on the Slack channel by sending an email to zionsfinestia at gmail.com. And when you join, or when you send the email, we will give you the instructions that you need so that you can figure out how you can join the next Vessel Tournament. Um, that's pretty much it. We've got no news from FFG. We are just going to be getting ready, prepping for regionals, and that's it. All right, let's turn it over to episode 72, and let's listen to Greg talk about Spectre Cell. Hello, and welcome to episode 72 of Zion's Finest. This is Kenny Brown, and I am joined by my good friend and brother, Greg Monson. Hey. Greg is joining us again from Europe, but this time from Switzerland. He is a man of the world. He is on the move, but he is going to be giving us a report on his recent incredible showing, as expected, at Italian Nationals. Um, before we get into that, just a few logistical items. We encourage everyone to join us on the Slack channel. You can send an email to zionsfinestia at gmail.com. You can also support us on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash zionsfinest. The only news I want to report is that Polish Nationals concluded today. It was won by a Vader list. A Vader, I think Vader Palt Thrawn. And it was it was a Vader versus Spectre Cell um, championship game. It was Arvidas who won the final. He's an incredible player. He made top sixteen at Worlds. He has done. I think he's won European Nationals before. He has a story history. He's an incredibly good player. And so it sounds like they had a great turnout. Spectre did really well, but obviously Vader was the thing. There, Vader also did very well. So lots lots of surprises. We're going to go into that particular matchup here with Greg. Greg, for people who are new, would you mind giving yourself a reintroduction? Uh, sure. I'm Greg Monson. Uh, I'm from California originally. That's where I started playing Imperial Assault, but I started with Campaign. Uh, a couple of years ago, I moved to Paris, and that's when I started and joined the skirmish side. Uh, so I really started playing with the community there in Paris. And then about a month ago, I moved to Switzerland. But I, I try and like play as much as I can, especially in the European area. Uh, there's some really good communities out here. So, yeah, that's me. Awesome. Um, okay, well, let's dive right into Italian Nationals. Um, this episode should be releasing at the same time as our episode with Emmanuel, who was the winner of Italian Nationals. Um, but let's do just like the general logistics. Where was it? 
Um, where was the venue? How many players showed up? What was the general field? And then we'll dive right into Swiss. Uh, yeah, sure. So Italian Nationals was in, I hope I pronounce it right, uh, Castel San Pietro Terme, uh, which is like a, it's a town outside of Bologna. So it was about a six hour train ride for me to get there. Okay. Uh, so the venue was really nice. It was at a hotel and it was the national tournament for all of the FFG Star Wars games. So obviously X-Wing was the biggest one, but there was like a really good showing for like all the different games. And for Imperial Assault, I, I think there were maybe 24, 25 players somewhere around there. Sounds right. I think that's right. With that being the case, um, what was the general field before we dive into Swiss? If you recall, like what were most people running? So it was actually a really big variety. Um, I didn't see that many Spectre Cell lists, although there were definitely a few. That, that's what I ran. Um, oh. So I'd say, from what I remember, maybe it was like 10 or 20% Spectre Cell. There were a few IG Hunter lists okay. uh, and a good variety of Imperial lists, both with and without Vader. Okay. Um, was Thrawn well represented on the day? Uh, yeah. He's a, I mean, he's a new figure and he's a really good figure. So people are definitely bringing him out. Awesome. And so you said, again, you were running Spectre Cell. What was your list? And like, and, and because, you know, Spectre Cell is Spectre Cell, what, were the, what was your particular um, command card focus? Yeah, so I was running Spectre Cell. I, I didn't really know what to bring. So I, I just wanted to, you know, play with the new figures because it had been a while since I'd gotten to play. And I remember from last year, I'm pretty sure that there were a lot of scum hunter lists, and I didn't really know what the meta was going to be, so I decided to bring Doubt for my 40th point, just because, you know, in the off chance that, you know, that there would be a lot of scum, like last year. Mm-hmm. Um, my command card deck was very aggression-focused, so it was okay. about pulling off those really big, like, start-of-round plays with, like, strength in numbers and pummel, so just those really like high reward cards that really swing a game. Yeah, strong, strong offensive tempo. Yeah, is a good way to think about it. Awesome. Um, okay, let's dr- dive right into Swiss. Yeah. So first round, I paired against a guy named Fabio, and it, the mission was Uscrew Stashes. So his okay. list, he was running Tarot, uh, two Dubaks, Palpatine, Thrawn, an Elite Death Trooper. Uh, regular officer, rule by fear, Zillow, and extra armor. Interesting. So this game was really strongly characterized by just one of those really strong start of round swings. I had an amazing hand to start with because I started with both pummel and strength in numbers, okay. which, as you know, is like really, really, it's a big deal for Spectre Cell. Yeah. And he had the initiative, so I was going to get the initiative in round two. So I gathered up near to where his terminal was. And of course I was safe because the doors hadn't opened yet and he didn't have take. And he also gathered near to sort of like joust my list. Yeah. Uh, and so at the start of the round, I killed both tarot and a do back cool. uh, with the strength of numbers and pummel swing oh. and, you know, took his terminal. Uh, but to be fair, his dice were really, really cold. He had like some of the worst rolls in the world. Uh, like I dodged a really big attack, uh, his Thrawn against my Ezra that would have done like seven or eight damage. Oh wow! And then um, I was able to one shot his Thrawn with Zeb's two attacks because mm. he rolled 
the evade twice in a row and i rolled like all damage <laughs> yeah so it, it was just absolutely brutal uh just like the dice gods were on my side and not his so it was pretty pretty rough so that ended 40 to 6 wow wow i mean that's definitely the start you want to be having yeah you know i i just had the right cards at the right time and just like you know committed right from the beginning and then yeah the dice were not very kind to him i felt kind of bad about it yeah but you know that dice (laughs) (laughs) well i mean yeah the thing about specter cell is like it's just got like such an efficient baseline that when you're able to combine combine this incredibly efficient baseline with these tempo swinging cards right like it just it just take make, takes the good and makes it even better. And uh, especially when you've got someone like you who knows how to take advantage of it, right, in order to maximize the positional swing. Obviously, rolling a dodge is a big deal, but being able to take advantage of the cards that you've got is an even mm-hmm. bigger deal. So, awesome. Okay, so round one. Yeah, so round one, uh, that was that. And then round two. So round two, I was up against Luca, who's a pretty well-known Italian player. He was the runner-up against Miguel Anca last year at Italians. So he was running a pretty fun list, a nine-act scum with IG, Hondo, Onar, Greedo, 3PO, R2, an elite Jawa and two little Jawas. Okay. Uh, so this, I love this list. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a really fun list, like nine acts. So he's always going to have the last activation and he just gets to run yeah. around with the little Jawas, which are surprisingly good. So the mission was Uskru droids. Uh, so I don't remember a lot of the details from this match, just that big like swing. So I didn't have good cards to start with. I think it was like just a couple of movement cards, but no big swing cards. And uh, I wasn't going to get the initiative round two, so I needed to play it really safe. Yeah. So I just patiently played. Um, I gathered up just where he would have to overextend to see any of my figures, so I didn't pull the trigger yet and just waited for round three. Yeah. And I... Came out pretty lucky because he also didn't get Blaze. If he had gotten Blaze, he would have won. But start of round three, I knew that I just needed to go for it. I I had strength in numbers, I think. Okay. Um, but not not Pummel yet. Okay. But I knew that I just needed to go for it and take out IG before, because he was going to get Blaze pretty soon if he didn't already. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so start of three, start of round three, uh, I move Ezra up. Uh, Tori's close to IG, and I have initiative. Uh, and start of round, he doesn't have take, but he does play second chance on IG. Okay. So that, yeah, that I needed to get really lucky in order to kill him, but I I'd already committed, so I just needed to try. Is IG so, completely full health at this point? Yeah, completely full health, but I do have Ezra within striking range, and I have strength in numbers, so I can get okay. two Ezra attacks off. So I play, I move up with Ezra, I play Tools for the Job to add the red, uh, and I just absolutely high roll. And Kanan isn't within three, so I'm just like relying on like the dice to be good to me. Okay. And I, I high roll and I do like eight or nine damage, and then I do strength in numbers, and another Ezra attack is just able to do the six damage to him. Oh, so he comes back with two health, uh, and then I, I activated Hera with the strength of numbers, so I tapped Spectre Cell to get that second attack off with Ezra. Yeah. And then 
Hera has to move up and has to do the last two damage, and it's a range six shot. That's as far as I can move forward. Yeah, so I just I just have to cross my fingers, and she does it. Yes. And if I remember right, Luca had just drawn Blaze that turn, so that was like start of round three. Oh man, oh man, fortune favors the bold. I, I really got really lucky with those rolls, uh, and it. I'm pretty sure that if I hadn't been able to do that. I, I don't know. I I had less than a 50% chance of winning it mm. if I wasn't able to pull it off. Yeah. Because if I didn't kill IG, he could just like attack and then, you know, run and hide and then I would be exposed and have to chase IG down. Yeah, indeed. But yeah, that was like the deciding factor. So he was able to take out, I think, Zeb in that game. But okay. with IG down at the start of the round without being able to get a shot off, that was basically the game. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. So... 2-0, great start. Beat Lu- Luca is like one of the best, so that is a, exactly the start you want. Yeah, he, he's a really good player, but I mean, I, I have to chalk that one up to getting yeah. really lucky as Indeed. well. Better to be lucky than good, Greg. You're bull. Like, he, he, he played it He played it well. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I, I, yeah, I was bold, but he, he played it well. He didn't really make any big mistakes yeah. from what I remember, but I just got the cards and got the high rolls when I needed them. Yeah, it's not like he can commit, he can dive bomb IGN before he's got Blaze, right? So he needs to be, yeah. he needs to be a little bit more careful. So that's just one of yeah. the things you can be constrained by. Yeah. Uh, so round three, I was playing Mateo on Tarkin Weapons. Uh, and he was playing... Let me look at his list. I wrote it down. So round three, he was playing Tarot, Thrawn, uh, two Elite Jets... Uh, regular riots, officer, Zillow, and doubt. Ooh, I really like this list. Yeah, yeah. So it was an interesting list. Um, but I knew that with Vader, he didn't really have the huge alpha strike potential. So I yeah. felt pretty confident that I could joust his list and just you know try and rely on the efficiency of Specter Cell to come out on top. Sure. Uh, and he he took the joust. So I, I opened my doors, first of all, just so that I could, you know, have the room to run out. And he played, like, pretty conservatively. He didn't open his doors at first. Um, and then I just moved out and started taking weapons because I knew that if he came out and engaged me... Uh, he also started with initiative, so I would have initiative start of round two. So mm. I, I felt pretty confident with that. Yeah. So Ezra ran out. He grabbed a red weapon. Uh, Zeb ran out and grabbed a green weapon. Uh, I moved Kanan up really aggressively all in the top area towards his deployment door, which he hadn't opened yet. Uh, so at the end of the round, he decided to open his door because uh, Taro could get off a, a flamethrower and an attack onto Kanan. Okay. Uh, so I just took it, but he played officer's training on his blue die, and I tough-lucked the attack, so the attack missed. Ooh. Uh, yeah, so that was like pretty pretty rough so he managed to get like two damage one or two damage on kanan with the flamethrower and then missed the attack yeah so start of round two uh he wasn't able to take and i was able to move up with ezra and ezra of course has a red weapon oh, by now <laughs> and kanan has moved up really far forward so i can turn like any oh. dies any side that i want oh, and I attack, and I do just a ridiculous amount of damage to Taro. And I have Strength and Numbers in hand, so I play Strength and Numbers, and I activate... I think it, I think it was Hera. Uh-huh. 
And as as you know, like it's now a different activation, so that means that I can use the red die again. again. Yep. Because it's a different one. So I, I'm basically I'm able to one-shot his tarot, which is huge. Oh, that is huge. Uh, and then oh, he, he'd moved his other troops. He just down to like pick up objectives. So his list was like split. So he wasn't like jousting with all of them. Uh, so he basically didn't really have a way to return attacks. Because I, I had moved all my figures into the top area where they were basically protected from the bottom area. Uh, and I'd taken out the figures that had remained there at the top, like Tarot. Uh, so then I just had to clean up the Jets, uh, who couldn't really do much in return. So from there, that that big strike sealed the game for me. Wow. In the wow. end, I, I picked up both red weapons and one green weapon. And turns out <laughs> that those red weapons are really good. Turns out that uh, Ezra swinging a red lightsaber around is pretty mean. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, oh man, that's crazy. I'd have to think about the math on that, but man, he's gonna be doing like nine or ten damage per hit. But yeah, with Pierce three, with Pierce three, oh man. All right, okay. So Mateo, Mateo gets the uh, raw end of that deal. Yeah, perfect. On to round four. So round four, I played against Gabriel uh, on Moss Eisley crates. Okay. He was running an eight activation IG list. Okay. So he had Hunter Heroes. I remember he had Hondo. He didn't have Weakways, just like a bunch of uh, unique figures. So really similar to uh, Luca's list. Okay. Um, but I think his Jawas were replaced by uh, something else. I, I don't quite remember. Um, so he has Devious Scheme as well. So I, oh, I actually I think I played Gabe, uh, Gabriel last night on Vassal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, He's yes. Yeah, he he's a really good player. I I met him on Vassal a couple of days before the tournament, but we we didn't get to play. Yeah, uh, really really nice guy. Very nice and a great. This list is it's a very cool list. Hondo, man alive. Hondo gets work done. So yeah, Hondo is such a great figure. So in this game, I I made some really big errors that ended up costing me the game. Okay. Uh, so I moved up, and I, for some reason, decided to open my doors, not really thinking, you know, he has the last activation with IG and the yeah. first activation next round, and I didn't have takes. So, yeah, that was, like, not very smart of me. Yeah. Because uh, he, he didn't even have plays, but at the end of the round, he was able to, you know, move down, attack with IG, start a round, attack with IG, and move back. So basically trade where I didn't couldn't, like, trade at all in return. Mm. Uh, and I, I moved out Ezra aggressively, I think because I had Pummel in my hand and I was too eager to try and like pull it off. Um, but he he basically managed to two-shot my Ezra with his IG Ooh. at the start of the round. Wow. Uh, so yeah, so I, I had a really, really bad start, really mispositioned, and he definitely did the right things to take advantage of my misplays. Yeah. Um, so I, I tried to claw my way back. I managed to kill his IG okay. just by focusing my figures. And I managed to kill his IG before he was able to draw Blaze. So that that helped a lot. Um, and Spectre Cell is you know, pretty tanky, so I was able to tank a lot of his attacks. Yeah, And it actually ended up being really close, a lot closer than uh, I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Basically, it came down to I needed to kill Hondo in order to reach 40 points. Okay. Um, but I was one damage short. I needed to 
do five damage with a ranged sub attack, which I, I looked it up. I think I had a 42% chance of doing it. Okay. Uh, but I ended up being one short. Dad, uh, and yeah, so he, he managed to win it. All right. Well, that's all right. Three and one. We're, we're, we're feeling all right. Yeah. And that was, that was actually the end of the Swiss rounds. Uh, oh, okay. And so like losing the last game, losing the last game of Swiss uh, ended up giving me enough strength of schedule that I was able to make the cut. Yeah, because you're going to be how many? Um, so if there's 24 players, there's going to be were there two undefeated players? Uh, I don't remember. I know that Gabrielle was undefeated, and I, I, I don't remember if there was someone else who was undefeated. Yeah, because you're going to be at the tip top of the three and ones, right? Like with your last loss, um, or Emmanuel. I mean, yeah. was undefeated. Okay. Yeah. So your yeah your strength of schedule is going to be awesome. As as Lucas Davidson would would be proud of me being able to know at this point. The cut was the next day, is that correct? Or was it still that day? No, it was the same day. So it all happened on the Saturday. So I give you guys a little bit of a break and then we're we're back to it. Yep. Awesome. Let's uh jump right into it. Sure. So the first game of the cut, I actually got matched with Gabrielle, who I just lost to. <laughs> uh and it was on Tarkin AI. Okay. Uh, so of course he's running the eight act IG and I know that I need to be more careful this time. Yeah, indeed. Um, so I moved towards the bottom part and just started picking up some points, but not like being careful not to expose my figures too much. Okay. He did have, he had blaze early, so he was able to come up and put some damage onto Ezra, but okay. wasn't able to quite kill him, uh, which was nice for me. Okay. Uh, so he brought up Hondo and Greedo, who were able to finish Ezra off, uh, but I was able to do Dying Lunge to kill his Greedo, Ooh, uh, and good. his Greedo shot killed my Chopper. Mm. Uh, so overall, it was like a bad trade for me, because he managed to kill both Ezra and Chopper uh, for Greedo. Mm. Uh, but I, I'd been focusing a lot on the objective points, so even with the material disadvantage, the score is really close. So at the very end of the game, it ended up being super close. He had Hondo, who had not activated in the last round, and he was exactly 10 scores from my deployment zone. Oh, boy. And the score was within four points. Oh so if he if he was able to survive with Hondo, he could run into my deployment zone and swing the score enough to win. Oh, my gosh. Um, so I moved up. I knew I had to kill him, and I think he had five or six health left, and I had Sabine... Uh, who needed to come kill him. He'd already played on the lamb, so that w- okay. that wasn't a worry. Uh, and basically, I was able to do it this time. Wow. So super close game. Um, definitely could have swung the other way. Sure. Blaze is a really good card. <laughs> yeah, turns out. <laughs> but yeah, a, re- a really good game. I really enjoyed good. that game. Okay, so top four. Yeah, top four, I got paired against Luca again okay. uh, on Moss Eisley Crates. Okay. Uh, so again, you know you have to be really careful with IG. Um, I was on the indoor side, so I just started moving my guys into the lounge area. So Kanan, Ezra, Zeb, and Hera, uh, just into that little corner that's pretty protected because he hadn't opened that door. Okay. Uh, I just needed to play safe because he started with... An, no, I started with initiative. Okay. Uh, so I I wasn't going to get initiative until turn three. Okay. So I just tried to hang back out of sight uh, until like I could pull off the big play. Okay. Uh, he was able to come up and 
kill and celebrate Chopper on round two, which put me at a point disadvantage. So I had to, I, I definitely had to engage him because uh, he could just hold back and, uh, you know, force me to come to him on his terms. Yeah. Um, but at the end of round two, uh, Luca decided to move IG up to my terminal to contest it. Okay. Uh, and he played set for stun to attack Sabine to stun Sabine. With IG? Uh, yeah, with, with IG. Really? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it surprised me. I, I think it probably would have been better for him to just attack. It was like within, within range three. Yeah. Uh, but I guess he, he wanted to limit uh, you know, my ability to do Spectre Cell with her. Okay. Uh, but, you know, he, he contested the terminal, but I still, I had saved Ezra for last to move up for my start of th- round three move. So I just double moved Ezra over towards IG uh, and I negated, I think he had take. So I okay. think that's why he uh, why came he up, but I it. had negation. Okay. Yeah. That makes more sense. So basically, start of round three, I was able to move first with Ezra, and I pummeled him with tools for the job. Uh, I think I wasn't quite able to finish him, so I think he was able to activate IG uh, and run him away. Okay. Uh, But I was able to unstun Sabine and then move up and do the last damage with the grenade to finish him. Okay. Mm. Yeah, so that was was really big. and I had a bunch of crates because I was, you know, playing slow. So I was, you know, having my figures just pick up crates while they were like, uh, you know, holding back. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So in in the end, after killing IG, I was just able to, you know, run a bunch of crates in and that sealed the score. Okay. Awesome. So we're now, so we have, we have been the top four championship game. Yep. Uh, so the final was against Emmanuel on Rogue AI. Okay. So he was playing Unshakable Vader, and he had a couple of elite death troopers and Thrawn, uh, some regular riots, an officer. It, it was seven activation with Thrawn and Vader. I really like that. Was it. the main thing that I remember. Yeah, it's a very cool list. Yeah, it, it was a really good list. Um, so it started out. Uh, I opened my doors just so that I could, you know, have the room to decide, you know, where I wanted to go. And he started with initiative, so I was going to have it on round two. And he was playing really conservatively. Like, he wasn't opening his doors or anything at the start. So I thought, oh, yeah, he doesn't have the unshakable uh, combo yet. So I I decided to, you know, be a little aggressive because I knew I was having initiative round two. And I didn't think he had the combo yet. Okay. And I, I just started running out and started grabbing some of the AI points and, you know, running out and running back into my deployment zone, trying to, you know, stay safe in case he decided to try and engage, but, you know, just pick up some points to put some pressure on him. Sure. Um, so with his very last activation, he went with Vader, and that's when he opened the door. Mm. So he moved up with Vader, and then with his end of round, he was able to come up and swing onto Zeb because Zeb had run out to grab some points and come back. Okay. Uh, so I, I thought, all right, great. So he's out. He's attacked Zeb, who's like the one that I'm okay with, you know, getting hit. Yeah. Um, and this is where I start making some pretty bad mistakes. So 
I knew that he didn't have take because he'd pitched it with Rule by Fear. Yeah. And for some reason, I decided to go with Zeb first instead of um, my other figures to try and get attacks off. Okay. So I do the melee with Zeb, and I manage to do like two damage to Vader. And then I run him back because I, I guess I just want to keep Zeb from dying. And I know that he can survive a parting blow if he does happen to have the combo. Yeah. Uh, and it turns out he does have the combo, so he puts a bunch of damage onto Zeb. So Zeb has like you know five or six health left. Okay. But I run Zeb away. Okay. Uh, and now this is where like the big mistake comes in. I decide to tap uh, Specter Cell early to go and put an attack uh, with Ezra onto Vader. Okay. Uh, so I do that, and I put some damage onto Vader. But the reason that that's such a big mistake is that having a figure next to Vader uh, when Vader has yet to activate is really bad because he can do all, of you know, things. he, he has two, he has two abilities. Yep. He has an attack and an ability that does damage. Yeah. Um, but I do have on the lamb. So I, I think that was my reasoning. I figured, Oh yeah, Ezra can still survive like an attack mm-hmm. and uh, he's already used parting blow and probably doesn't have the other one. Um, so that, that, that was my thinking. Okay. Uh, so he activates with Vader and first he attacks okay. and I on the lamb to get away. And it turns out he does have the second parting blow. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, so, man. so he, he high rolls and I roll a single block, which he's able to pierce. Oh, no. uh, so he's, he's got the pierce three and I just have, you know, my three block that are gone and he puts eight damage uh, with the parting blow. Oh no. Uh, so that's pretty rough, but I mean, at least he's stunned and with the, on the lamb movement, I can, you know, get around the corner to where he can't see me and he's going to be stunned. Yeah. Uh, but I do that, but then the, he has price of glory. Uh, so he plays this huge combo where he parting blows, he price of glories to clear the stun and gets to move to, and then gets to choke Ezra to finish him off before Uh Ezra gets to activate. Oh man! Wait a second. I did not realize yeah. that. I thought Price of Glory was a start of activation card. Oh, that's that's a bummer. Yeah, yeah. It's not like Heart of Freedom. Heart of Freedom yeah. is start around, but Price of Glory is anytime. Wow, so, that's awesome. Oh man, very. It was is very well played. I, I definitely was not expecting it. I, I was pretty sure that Ezra is going to be able to survive uh, with on the lamb, but wasn't so. Oh, man, awesome, awesome, but very unfortunate. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It was it was a really really good play that I definitely did not expect. Yeah. Um but at least at least you know Vader's used both of his action and he's kind of out in the open but not quite. He's like five spaces away from Kanan. Okay. Uh so um I figure I just need to like, kill Vader cuz his other pieces aren't able to do like the damage that Vader can and Spectre Cell's pretty tanky. So if I take out Vader I still might have a chance. Yeah. Uh, so I move Chopper out to Ram Vader out to where he's exposed to all my figures. He's now four away from Kanan. And Chopper even manages to do two with the Ram, which is nice. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I think that's the only time that I really got a useful Ram. Probably the first time Chopper has ever gotten a useful Ram. Yeah. Well, it, it worked out because it, it, it brought Vader to where I could basically attack him with all the rest of my figures. Okay. Uh, so I do that. Uh, I attack with Sabine and I do some more damage with her grenade. Uh, I move. Hera isn't able to see Vader, but she runs up 
uh, to where she can give a token to Kanan, who's my last activation, if he needs it. Okay. Uh, but here's where here's where I do another misplay. When I moved Hera up to be close enough to Kanan, uh, I put Hera within three spaces of Vader. Oh, no. Which, as as you know, like Kanan is able to come up and finish Vader off, but he has dying lunge, which I, I again didn't consider. Uh, well, he he comes up and he's able to finish uh, Hera in one shot. Mm. Uh, his death troopers were also able to finish Chopper off, okay, because Chopper had to move out there to push Vader. Um, so I, I have strength in numbers in hand, but it's now worthless because he's able to kill both Hera and Chopper. Oh man. And then from there, like I, I had Kanan full health and I had Sabine and I had Zeb who was, you know, limping along at like five or six health. Yeah. So I, I still have like some legs in the, in the game, but he just has all these figures and the rogue AI are just like piling up. So it's definitely like looking pretty bad for me, even though I managed to kill Vader. Yeah. So I know that I just have to be like aggressive and just you know try and get as many points and come out. Uh, so I do that, and uh, on the very last round, I was he had like thirty six or thirty eight points. So he was he was going to win basically if I couldn't do anything. Okay. Um, but on the last round, I just had Sabine and Kanan left. And I think I had 27 points or something like that. So I needed to get 13. So I take initiative and I tap Kanan. Um, and then I go with Sabine and Spectre Cell to finish Thrawn off. Okay. Um, so yeah, Kanan finishes Thrawn and I go up to 33 points. Uh, there's a Death Trooper that has two health left. Uh, and I'm five away from a rogue AI token, and I have Rebel Graffiti in hand, and he's already played Negation. Okay. So basically, if I can kill the Death Trooper with a grenade, then I can double move to pick up the AI points and then play Rebel Graffiti to put me at 41, uh, which would win the game for me. Wow. Uh, So it comes down to that final roll, and I roll one damage instead of two. So. Oh, man. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it was it was crazy how close the game was. Like he definitely totally like deserved the win. Really took advantage of like the misplays that I took, uh, but yeah. I still had that one path to victory and came down to a fifty percent die roll, uh, yeah. but didn't make it. Dang, that's a that's really a, really good game. That's incredible. That is like absolutely incredible. Yeah, fifty percent chance to win. Woo, that's awesome. Well, good. That is a obviously an incredible showing. Um, I mean, second Italian nationals is awesome. Very, very awesome. And Emmanuel seems like a really, really um, great player. So that, that is, that would have been an awesome game to watch. Yeah, it was, it was really fun to play that game. Just crazy how close it ended up being. Yeah. Uh, Emmanuel is just a really great guy. Really friendly. I, I just love the whole tournament. Like everyone there was super friendly. I, I think I was the only uh, non-Italian there, okay. but it's just a really, really great community. A lot of people like playing with their kids and it's just, it's just a really, really great tournament. That's awesome. Really great people. That's, that's good. That is very, very good. I mean, the Italian, the Italian scene has been famous for a little while in terms of they've been having, I mean, obviously like Luke, I have heard of previously, even like really 
before we started doing the podcast or anything like that, just in terms of the same way I've heard of like Alistair, right? You hear about these guys from the European, mm-hmm. um, the European sounding boards as just being incredibly good players. And the Italian, their, their store champs and stuff were very well attended. So they're just sounds like a that's a great play group. Um, what I'd like to do now, Greg, with our time remaining is talk a little bit about Spectre Cell, but I actually kind of want to focus our conversation on just a few um, just a few specific matchups and maps and kind of get your thoughts on it. You can tell me what you think. Is that all right? Sure. Okay, so the first thing is it seems to be the case that Tarkin, the Tarkin map is really, really strong for Spectre um, in terms of the deployment zones are very compressed. They're very close to each other. And that while the map is very tall, um, it is very easy for Spectre Cell to get in their opponent's grill quickly. Do you find that to be the case? Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. The deployment zones are really close. I think the weapon map is better for Spectre Cell. Okay. Um, just because, you know, you only have six figures. And if the rogue AI is, you know, bouncing really far and you have to have a lot of movement, uh, yeah, like in in that final against Emmanuel, he had like a lot of figures after I killed Vader, so he was just able to you know run out and take the points, and it was hard for me to contest that, get the points at the same rate. Um, okay, but yeah, in terms of engaging your opponent, just with the deployment zone so close, and yeah, it's good for Spectre Cell to be able to run up uh, and engage the opponent. You um, when you're playing Spectre Cell, do you? And either on left or right side, if there's like some particular nuance, you can give it to us. But do you immediately open your the bottom door? So if we're looking at Tarkin maps, the deployment zones are on bottom. Um, do you immediately open your door and start the bottom door and start racing, um, racing towards your opponent's deployment zone in order to threaten anything if they open the door? Or do you more like move everyone up to the terminal, shock somebody with chopper? Like what's what's your general game plan there? So I think for that, it depends on the mission. In general, I personally like to open the doors uh, early, okay. um, but not necessarily move outside of the deployment zone yet, but just to have the option if at the end of the round I want to you know, move Kanan and Ezra out. Um, yeah. In Rogue AI, I preferred to open the terminal door uh, to just you know try and get a head start on the AI points because you know Ezra okay. can move forward at the start of the round so he can let run out and grab the first two points, and then run back if needed. Yeah, yeah, that makes total sense. But yeah, in terms of actually moving out, I think it really depends on you know who has initiative and what list your opponent is playing. Like if I was comfortable jousting like against the Terra and Dubaks, where I knew that they probably couldn't alpha strike any of my figures. Yeah, uh, I, I definitely moved out to you know just engage immediately. But you, against like Vader and IG, mm-hmm. you you definitely need to be careful. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, now let's talking about specific matchups. What is what do you think is Spectre Cell's worst matchup in terms of like obviously you haven't been playing it a ton, right? But you took it to a major tournament, were able to get kind of a feel for it. Like, what do you think its weakest matchup is? Like, what do you least want to see on the other side of the board? Oh, that's pretty tough. The thing with Spectre Cell, it's really efficient, but like up front, like you know what its weaknesses are because it's going to have six activations regardless. Yep. Uh, so I think figures that have the potential to take out any of the Spectres early and that have seven activations yeah. are pretty terrifying. So like if you're playing against a seven plus activation IG list, if they have Blaze, it's going to be really rough for you. 
Uh, I mean, no, no surprise yeah. there. It's like that for everyone. Yeah. But Spectre is not immune from that. Yeah. Like seven activator is similar. Cause you know that, you know, yeah. Vader can take out a Spectre really easily with his combo. So yeah, I, I I'd say like seven activation lists with some sort of like figure, a group of figures that can pull off a good alpha strike. Um, so what about Han Rangers? I mean, that's a list that has not really been around recently. I don't know if anyone was playing at Italian Nationals, uh, mostly because I think the fear of doubt is just a little too strong. Um, if someone shows up with doubt, it's just going to really ruin the Rangers day. But do you, um, how do you feel about that list and its matchup for Spectre? Yeah, I don't think anyone was running Han Rangers. Uh from the version that I played, where I brought Doubt specifically, uh, I think Spectres would be fine, especially with the current map rotation. They can get up. Yeah. You you probably don't touch Han uh, at all, and you just go after the Rangers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm not worried about that matchup at all on any of the current maps, especially with Doubt. Yeah, indeed. Especially now. Okay, that actually brings up my next question. How do you feel about doubt versus something like extra armor or something like that? I'm actually not totally positive on the breakdown with Polish nationals. I don't know what everyone. I think four uh, four specters made the top eight cut, so obviously it was doing really well. I'm not totally positive if they were taking doubt or extra armor or something else. Um, what do you think? Like, what's uh, what's your what's your thought on that? I think that one is really meta dependent. For me, it ended up being super useful. Uh, against the scum scum lists especially like it yeah in my game against luca like i hit i think three different focuses with the doubt and it was huge because i i wasn't exposing my figures early on so he wasn't able to bank up the focuses against scum is really good against thrawn it was also like pretty useful because you know if you can take a block token away from you know vader that's basically one damage which is pretty good if you get to do that every round absolutely i think the main downside of doubt is in the mirror match yeah which i ended up not having to play okay do you think that extra armor works better in the mirror match or is there something else that you're thinking of uh i think extra armor would be like the standard option that you would take if you don't take doubt okay uh which is of course you know meta dependent on what you expect to face the most sure uh i think extra armor is really useful in the mirror match yeah, I mean, there, there are other options that are more fringe, like uh, you can do the force. I, I, I don't remember where you get to draw the force cards that you want. Channel the force, yeah. Yeah, channel the force. The one that I really want to try is uh, on a diplomatic mission mm. to try and do like a boxy style specter cell. Yeah, absolutely. Where it's like, come get me, bro, as I accrue my passive three points every round. Yeah, but th- those are definitely like fringe choices. Uh, yeah, I think extra armor, doubt are like the main ones that most people consider. Interesting, interesting, interesting. It, w- it seemed to be kind of the consensus as people were talking about it was that Spectre was just the ultimate queen killer list, right? Because you're going to put all these points into Vader or IG and Spectre Cell is going to be able to kill it in one activation with like a pummel strength and number swing or something like that, right? Like it just has the ability to so easily deal with black die high health figures which previously have been kind of the like a great place to put points right vader's a great place to put points because he's incredibly difficult to kill and it costs so much resources to kill him that by the time your opponent has killed him your other list can swarm 
and might defeat him. And IG's kind of the same way. Not really so much in terms of he's got this unlimited tankiness, but he's got the tankiness that he needs so that when by the time he draws Blaze, he can, you know, he can absorb a few hits, go in for the Blaze, and then, you know, win a win a game like that. It seemed it seemed like everyone was saying that Spectre Cell was going to cap that because they just have the ability to so easily handle these figures. Do you think that's the case? So my take on Spectre Cell is yeah, I, I agree that they do have a really strong damage potential to be able to take out those queen pieces uh, pretty efficiently. Um, But I think the main thing with Spectre Cell is that they're really, really good at punishing your opponent's mistakes. Mm. Uh, Just with that huge damage potential, it's more like when your opponent mispositions their IG that even lets you, you know, do take that huge start of round attack that takes IG out. Uh, So I think it's really good at clearing through Swiss rounds um, because of that. Okay. Uh, But it really comes down to the player. Like a really highly skilled IG player um, is less likely to leave, you know, their IG out where he'll be able to be taken out before he can get his value back. Sure. That's a good point. I mean, because he's going to be sensitive to the start of round, end of round swing coming from Ezra. Like Ezra is kind of like a mini IG in that sense, right? Where he's going to be very aggressive with his movement when he needs to be. And if he's able to pull off these massive combo hits, he's just going to, he can kill two units, right? Like Ezra could kill two E-Rangers at the start of a turn before the Han Rangers opponent has a chance to do anything, right? Which is very similar to what IG can do. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Well, do you have any other thoughts, um, thoughts, ideas? I mean, as people, it seems like right now people are going to get serious in the um, run up to regionals to figure out Spectre Cell. Do you have any other thoughts in terms of what people should be looking for, how to play against it, anything like that? Uh, I think one of the biggest things to beat Spectre Cell is to take out one of the big hitters before they can fully engage. Okay. Because, you know, Kanan and Ezra, they're melee, so they have to come up to you uh you know in order to get their value and attack uh and if you can position in such a way that uh where with your last activation and maybe the start of round you can take one of them out before they can get their attacks i think that's pretty key to beating it yeah and i i think i think brett kelly on the forum said more or less the same thing it seems to be the case as i've been playing against it it i really want like I think of Ezra, like I think of IG. I really want to kill that guy, right? Because he just seems to yeah. have such strong swing, like such like strong ability to swing the game in favor of the Spectre player. But I also worry that attacking Ezra is a trap a lot of the time, right? Because he can play on the lamb, and I guess it probably is dependent on what kind of list you're running. But if you're running a list that's not, that doesn't have very many powerful attackers then if Ezra on the lands a big Han swing, right, then that is that kind of cripples your your damage output. So do you so I guess my question in this sense is do you think, let's say that if I if uh, Ezra and Kanan are coming up, is your first instinct, would your first instinct be to attack Ezra or to attack Ezra who can on the lamb, but is a more dangerous target, or Kanan who's a less dangerous target, rolls a black die but cannot on the lamb? Like what's your thought there? Uh, I think in general, I would prefer to go for Kanan, um, because Kanan really ups Ezra's damage potential with being able to fix a die and really makes Ezra's attack like the most consistent in the game. Yeah. Good point. 
But that said, like, I think it depends. Like, if you think you can take out Ezra and it's towards the beginning of the game and there's a low chance that they have on the lamb, mm-hmm. then you can commit for it, especially if you have a lot of attacks to try and do it. Yeah. The danger, the danger with attacking Ezra apart from on the lamb is that if you're not quite able to kill him, he can recover. Yes, indeed. Uh, in in one of the Vasily games, I played against Specter Cell with a Han Leia box list, and uh, that ended up happening. It took like four strong attacks to bring Ezra down because he was able to recover oh, in between. Man. Yeah, because Ezra can with a pummel strengthen numbers like a pummel. With Pummel um, and uh, Spectre Cell attack, he can recover six in a round, right? And that's actually not even that crazy. You could re- he can realistically expect to recover four a round if he can get his attack and then a Spectre Cell attack. Yeah, that's kind of mm-hmm. it. It's definitely sometimes the right thing to attack Ezra, but yeah, most of the time I think I'd prefer going for Kanan. Yeah, I think I think you're correct. Even though he's rolling a black die, has a higher health bank. It just is lower risk to attack him, probably. Well, uh, Greg, that's awesome. Congratulations on your strong showing. Do you have um, any other thoughts or comments for us? Uh, no, I don't think so. It's going to be really interesting. Do you? Um, I assume that from here till regionals, which are going to be starting in about two months, is there going to be a lull in Europe in terms of like there's not going to be a ton of there's no other nationals that we're waiting on? Is that correct? Uh, there are a few other nationals, like French nationals is in November and I'll be at that one. Is that in Paris? Um, yeah, it's in Paris. Okay. Uh, Nordics is near Stockholm. Okay. Uh, in Sweden. And that is in about a month. Okay. That's actually awesome. I, yeah. Spanish nationals is pretty soon too. Oh, uh, later Spanish. Month, but I, I won't, I won't be at that one. That, but Spanish nationals, that's, that's a big one. I think they've got a, they've got a very strong community. And that has always been very well attended. So that's awesome. So that's good. That means that we're going to have, I'm really glad to hear that because we're going to have these three major tournaments that are going to help us see how the meta develops um, with Spectre going into regionals. Because I think regionals is going to be the ultimate grind where we're, you know, we'll have lots of good players, you know, a third of whom will be running Doubt. I'm sorry, not Doubt, Spectre Cell. It'll be really interesting to, like a third will be running Vader and we'll see how, or vader or thrawn or some like strong imperial hitting list so it's gonna be really interesting to see how that all shakes out Mm -hmm. yeah it's definitely a really interesting list i'm really interested to see how that turns out yeah indeed i have i get more and more sweet on specter cell not that i'm gonna play it i mean because it's you know it doesn't have mhd so it can't be good um (laughs) but i get more and more sweet on the list in terms of seeing it played it obviously can it's an incredible list um but we've been talking about this on the slack channel i don't think I think that some people there might be like this tendency to be a little negative about Spectre Cell because they're like, oh, it's, you know, watching Ezra recover six after he pummels and strength of numbers to like kill a billion things is unfun. But it's like, well, you know, it's it's one of those things like IG. You'll learn to. Well, I mean, it's not really different from IG that we've had. Yeah. See, I'm all that's what my my response is always like, you know, what's unfun is IG going double tapping blaze of glory, double tapping, you know negating my take initiative double tapping right that's frustrating so i'm i'm not very sympathetic to those claims i haven't been very sympathetic to those claims but the longer things go the happier i am about specter cell and what i think specter cell is going to do in terms of it really is gonna crack up the it's it's gonna crack open the archetypes like i don't think throng would have been able to quite make the cut into a well, maybe I, maybe he could into like an unshake if if the the pre Lethal meta with 
you know, Vader, the unshakable Vader, and maybe not so much IG, but like unshakable Vader, I don't think that there would have been a way for Thrawn to quite crack into that without something also like Specter Cell that's disrupting disrupting the archetype. So I'm I'm actually really happy about that that things are in flux. I'm nervous, obviously, that Specter Cell is going to be too good, but there's no way to really know that until we play it a lot. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Like, it's definitely a very efficient list. I think it's probably the most efficient list in terms of pure stat lines and yeah. probably the most efficient list that we'll see in the future. Yeah. But it, it, it it's static. Mm. Um, it's, it's not really going to change. You have one point of flux to really work with. Yeah. So all of its weaknesses are known up front. Like, I, I think it's... I think it's good for the game overall. Yeah. It definitely will keep Ugnaughts from ever coming back again. Because, <laughs> yes, you know, Vader Vader was holding them back before, but he's just one figure. And, you know, a small meta change could oust Vader from the meta. Yeah. But I think that Spectre Cell, uh, it, has their, it has its weaknesses, but it's always like a good default list. And I think it will always be that way. Yeah, and it will perfect. definitely keep you know Ugnaughts from ever coming back. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Agreed. Awesome. Well, we want to thank Greg so much for coming on. Um, we want to wish, or we want to wish him many congratulations for his top showing at Italian Nationals. We all, Greg, kept us, let us know on the Slack channel that he was driving down, and we were all very much, very much rooting for you. And he did, he did not fail, or he did not disappoint us, which we knew he wouldn't. So, Greg, thank you again for uh, coming on the podcast. Yeah, it was a pleasure. We want to encourage everyone to join us on the Slack channel. Again, like like we said, right now we're in kind of a lull in the United States as we wait for regionals to start. So we haven't really seen a ton of list cracking, list discussions. Um, it's been mostly kind of periphery discussions at this point. But we expect that as regionals get closer and as we get more and deeper into like the real competitive season of IA, that things will heat up. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we've got some very, very creative people on the Slack channel. And I think that new players especially can strongly benefit from our discussions, especially where I'm encouraging, uh, we're, we, we've got a bunch of new people on the Slack. I'm encouraging them to play Spectre Cell because I think it's such, it's like Greg saying, it's such an efficient list. And I want players who are new to have the chance. I mean, this discovering new lists is a really fun part of Imperial Assault, but also learning how to fine tune and like work a list that already works is a great way to improve your play. And we talk about that a lot on the Slack channel. So I encourage everyone to join us. Greg, thank you again for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me.